Welcome, 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 Geek Vibes Nation, to another episode of Top Ten. I'm your host, Jawan, and as always, I'm joined by my very, very amazing uh, panel. Uh, Leo, what's going on, Leo? What's up, everybody? I am ready to talk about some DC and Marvel animated. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I went back and watched a couple of them this week, so I'm ready to talk. All right. All right. Eric, what's going on, buddy? Oh, loving life. Ready to get this going. I, uh, I've i got a tasty little list here, and I'm ready, I'm ready to go to the mat. Well, let's do it. All right, and joining the Top Ten family for the first time, Shay, what's going on, Shay? Nothing much, guys. What's going on? All of my peeps and my geeks. We are just super excited to get this list started. So without further ado, uh, Eric, start us off. What Marvel or DC animated movie are you putting in at number ten? Number ten. Batman, Superman, Public Enemy. Uh, One of the first ones that I really, except for one later on my list, but one of the first ones that really stands out to me as being a great flick uh, was the the port uh, or the translation of um, the first volume of Batman vs. Superman for DC Comics. They kept it, uh, from what I remember, fairly accurate. Loved everything about it. And uh, just seeing Luther as president was also just weird and trippy, but still definitely a fun little touch to add to it. So Batman, Superman, Public Enemies is my number 10. Um, yeah, uh, I completely agree. I have that on my list also uh, a little higher. Um, but I definitely have that on my list. Uh, that was one of the uh, the only times where I was, like, really supporting Superman. Me being, like, a diehard Batman fan. I was just seeing a little bit too much Superman in this movie. I need a lot more Batman, but, uh, but I loved it. I-, I thought one of the best animated movie uh, between DC and Marvel, one of the best fight scenes was when it was... Um, in the graveyard, uh, I believe it was Metallo versus Superman and Batman. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, I thought that was a lot of fun. Then uh, when we get the fight scene of, like, all of Superman and Batman's enemies taking on just the two of them, I thought it was just amazing. So that movie, to me, definitely uh, deserves a spot on this list. Leo, do you agree? Yes. Um, you actually took the words out of my mouth with that legendary scene where the, all the their main villains come up. But not only that, it had a pretty dope like soundtrack. I remember some of the track or some of the music on there was really, really good. So yeah, I definitely gotta put it on the list. All right, and Shay, do you agree? Yeah, you know, I've been gone for a while, so I'm gonna give Eric this one. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so Batman, Superman, Public Enemies makes it in at number 10. So, Shay, I'm going to go to you. What comes in at number 9? Number 9, this is probably my personal favorite, and I'm pretty sure, you know, knowing you, you're going to come for me. 
But I'm going with the Batman Beyond movie because I definitely feel like in relation to animated movies, DC is on it. But I love the Batman Beyond movie. I saw Bruce Wayne old. I was able to see, like, a, a new breath of fresh air when it came to the Batman. I love how they played the Joker. I love how they, you know, incorporated so many traditional things and it messed up my mind when I was like, oh, my gosh, the Joker's Robin and he doesn't know all this therapy he went through. And, like, you know, I wasn't ready for that. The Joker planned, like, decades ahead, and nobody was ready. Putting Batman Beyond the Fed. If anybody wants to me today, I'm with it. Um, I actually don't have an argument against it. Uh, I think the, the main reason why I would, I would think it deserves a spot on here was because of the twist of um, instead of Jason Todd growing up to become uh, – what you call it? Um, no, was that Tim Drake? That was Tim Drake, right? It wasn't Jason Todd. It was Tim. Uh, I thought it was. It I was thought it Tim. was Jason. Was it Tim? Uh, it's Tim. That in the animated, they never really in, in the animated series, they never really addressed Jason. They just kind of went right. from Dick right to. Uh, oh, right to Tim. You're right. You're right, right to Tim. Yep. Yeah. So um, even though. Red Robin is one of the most boring characters to me ever created. Uh, it was a dope twist that I didn't see coming. I didn't, like, they were going through the story, and I thought it was going to be a tragic thing of Tim died. Um, and, you know, Bruce had to, to go through the struggles of, instead of there being a Jason Todd who died and then came back to haunt him, uh, I thought it was going to be, you know, Tim Drake being the one that died. So I was really shocked. Right. Uh, I was not. I was not expecting that. Um, and anytime you get Mark Hamill coming back to to do voiceover for for anything, I believe Mark yes. Hamill did voiceover for for Joker. Um, yes. you, you, you're gonna get a yes from me. So I, I say yes, uh, but only because the twist really blew me away, and I wasn't expecting it. Um, twist but Leo, you there. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, I agree. That was like back in the like DC does this thing with their animated movies where they make original storylines, and when they do it, it's always going to be good. And that twist alone definitely makes it deserve a spot on this list. All right, Eric, do you agree? Oh, sweet merciful God, yes. This movie, the twist. I have a lot of quotes that I have in my everyday life that come from this movie. Uh-uh-uh, Papa Spank. Just Mark Hamill, you know, again, just so, such a genius as the Joker. And, you know, just the entire thing was amazing, and the twist was great. And then at the very end, when Harley Harley Quinn comes and bails out the twin, I just died laughing. And so, yes, and I'm kicking myself for not putting it on my list. That, Completely forgot about it. Yeah, I um, I actually didn't have it on my list. I saw it um, when I was looking through DC animated movies, and because I hadn't seen it in the longest, I forgot about the um, the uh, the twist. So I just was like, yeah, just off the idea of it being Batman Beyond, I wasn't really a thousand percent with it. Um, but Shay, who unfortunately I think uh, just dropped, um. Great pick. Oh, she's back. I was hello? giving you kudos, Shay. I was saying. Oh, wait. Hello? 
Oh, no, I was about to say, are you trying to come for me or what's no, up? No, no, I was no, giving you. I'll take it. <laughs> no, I was giving you props, saying that um, that was a really good pick. Uh, I, I overlooked it. Thank um, you. Right, I appreciate it. So let me put it, that on there. It was Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker, right? Yeah. All right, Leo. What comes in at number eight? Number eight, um, I'm going to follow it up with another Batman movie, Batman Bad Blood. I I just love the Bat family so, so much that getting a movie with them figuring out what happened to Batman after the explosion, yes, I, I absolutely love this movie, and I'm sad I didn't go back and watch it this week because most of these movies I did go back and watch, but I just remember loving that movie so much. Um. I'm going to unfortunately have to say for just me, no to that one because the execution of that movie wasn't done well. Uh, And by that, you introduce um, Jason and – not Jason, I'm sorry. uh, Bruce and Talia's weird, deformed son. I can't remember what his actual name was in in the comics. But they did that character completely wrong. And then they killed the character off. And then, like, the final battle was against Talia. I hated that. Um, I would have preferred if they really thought Bruce was completely dead, like, till like, the last, uh, the last act of the movie. Uh, and even we thought Batman may be dead. Because there is a storyline where Batman dies and uh, all of the Robins fight over who's going to take over the mantle. Um, and I was hoping Bad Blood meant that. Like, you had uh, Damien, who felt as though it was his birthright. You had Dick, who was the most experienced. You had Batwoman, who came in, who felt responsible. You had the birth of Batwing. Um, And it wasn't a fight for the throne kind of thing. And the the execution of that movie that they were trying to do just was, to me, poorly executed. Um, I did enjoy it. I actually bought it. I have it on uh, on my phone. I enjoy it, but I do not by any means think it's even the best anywhere close to being the best Batman movie. Um, so because the execution of it wasn't done as well as it should have been, I'm going to have to pass on this one. But, Eric, do you see it uh, any differently? I do. I, I mean, I kind of understand where you're coming about, you know, the final fight not being against the twisted love child of, you know, Bruce and Talia, but family on screen. It gave us Batwoman for the first time. Um, and if I remember correctly, you know, it didn't soft-shoe uh, soft the fact that she was homosexual. Um, you know, getting to see all the Bat family on an animated screen, that that's always a plus for me. Um, uh, among all the, in the series of, you know, because DC's been kind of doing the series of the animated Batman movies with, you know, the Court of Owls and Son of Batman and all that stuff. Is it one of the stronger ones? No, but I still enjoy it. So I'm going to agree with Leo this time and say, yeah, it's going to stay. All right. All right. Shay, do you agree with Eric and Leo that Batman Bad Blood uh, deserves to stay on this list? Um, Can I please assist? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, all right. Because 
it didn't it didn't hold my attention for me to complete it. So I can't I can't give a cohesive, you know, yes or no because I didn't watch it entirely because it didn't keep my attention. So I mean so that that's kind of that kind of answers it though. Uh if it didn't keep your attention it means you, you didn't enjoy it. When I when I was first watching it, I was into it and then like maybe thirty five minutes in, you know, I caught myself playing Angry Birds because I was actually watching that last week because I watched, I was starting to watch it after I watched The Killing Joke. And that's mm-hmm. when I was just like, yeah, I mean, I just, I didn't, I didn't watch it. So I don't, I don't want to give it, you know, a completely negative review if I wasn't able to completely finish it, you know? So that's why I was like, I'm going to be the fifth. But since I can't do that, um, I don't know you, my guy. So you know, God. you'll find out eventually that I'm I'm pretty cutthroat when it comes to things. It's just this isn't one of them for me. So well, the way it works, Jay, it's if, all good. If you're if you're, disqu- if you're disqualifying yourself because you didn't get a chance to finish it, if that's what we're gonna go with, uh, I respect that. But we have to go majority. So since you technically are on the fence and the two of them agreed on it, uh, you didn't give a definitive no, they technically won that um, by majority vote. So Batman Bad Blood uh, has has made it on the list. But I will tell you this, Leo, that is for now. I will definitely be arguing um, for that to come off when we're finished, like when we go over the top ten again. Um, uh, I know you wanted it to be like Battle for the Cow, and admittedly, I did too, because that's one of my favorite Batman family story comic story arcs. But I was fine with it not being that. Yeah, well, th- that's not even my my biggest argument against it. My biggest argument against it is to put it on the top ten list, right? Would you even put Batman Bad Blood? And again, this isn't. I already put it on the list, so this isn't me arguing it to to come off. It, it, it's it's gonna stay on. Um, would you put Batman Bad Blood in your top ten uh, Batman animated movies? Probably like number nine, ten. No, I, I'm sorry, not top ten, not top ten, top five. Would you put it in your top five? No. Maybe maybe not top five though. So if it wouldn't make it to your top five, how does it make it top ten? Because I told means, you, it will make my top ten of a Batman animated movie. Maybe not, but the top five. So if it doesn't make top five, that means you have five other Batman films that you're looking to put on top ten list. <laughs> I do have some Justice League films. Um, oh, okay. All right, well, oh, yeah. no problem. Like I said, it um it, it definitely made it to the list. Again, for now, I will be fighting that very hard um, when we finish up the list. But for now, it is definitely on there. Um, hey, Leo, right, get the so shield, I, man. He's coming for you. I absolutely am. Um, but at, <laughs> at number seven, um, I'm going Superman versus the Elite. Uh, me not being a, a huge fan of Superman, like, at all, I enjoyed this movie a lot, mainly because we saw a side of Superman very, you know, very few writers give us, whether it's in the cartoons or animated movies. And that was a Superman who showed the world what he could do if he decided to be the villain that people think he is. Like, you guys remember uh, BVS, where they just, they deemed Superman as, um, 
as their savior and everything. But in Man of Steel, they were looking at him like this alien, you know, that could possibly, you know, d- destroy the whole world and everything. And what you got is Superman versus the Elite when he took on the Elite. Uh, he showed them that if he just decided he didn't want to be the Boy Scout anymore, he could literally kill every last one of them. And watching it, I thought he did. You know, at the end, you know, he showed how he just sent them to different places or whatever. But I thought he killed everyone, and he looked like a maniac doing it. I was just like, whoa, I don't think anyone's going to snap Clark out of this, this de- uh, you know, this murder streak. And to find out that he was just trying to prove a point of, if he were to become Zen, like, he'd be unstoppable. And I, I love the idea of Superman just saying, you know what? Forget it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you guys exactly how powerful I am. And I, I just thought that movie was just executed very well. And I also love the animation style of it. It, it was something kind of kind of different than what DC was doing at the time as far as the look of the animation style that they used. Uh, but I enjoyed it a lot. Um, Eric, what are your thoughts on Superman vs. the Elite? Oh, I totally agree. Um, I guess I'm just in an agreeable mood today. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it was really good because you're right. Because he's like, oh, okay, so, you know, let's show you what it would be like. You know, and the Boy Scout played mind games with everybody and had everybody, you know, shaking in their boots. And the you're right, the art style was not the typical Bruce Tim art style. Uh, I thought it was a really good departure artistically. DC took a chance, and personally, I think it paid off. And the whole story really paid off. Um, it was funny. I was talking with a coworker at work, and they they're like, "Do you have the one where he's facing off against the British people?" And I'm like, "You mean the elite?" I'm like, "Oh yeah." You know, I mean, that that has to be on there just just because we get that little taste of a dark Superman. So I totally agree with you. Absolutely, absolutely. Leo, are you on the same train, or do you think otherwise? Heck yeah, I'm on the same train. Um, I love that scene where Superman just like crash lands down in the metropolis and just starts taking them out. And the fact that he was like illustrated with a red eye to emphasize like how psycho and how crazy this guy is ready to go was so dope. Um, I kind of wish that he had killed them just to show people that, okay, Superman will kill. But I mean... We get that anyway in comics and obviously gotten in a movie, so no complaints there anymore. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And honestly, I, I'm going to be completely honest. A part of me did want to see him just, like, rip them to shreds just to show that he can. Um, Especially but I think the, the leader. Was, right. I think the point he was trying to make is um, that's not who he is. Uh, and that's not who they should want to be. These, these these killers. Um, and, you know, the leader, we kind of saw his, his whole, you know, deal on why he was, uh, why he had the mentality that he had. Uh, but I, I enjoy that Superman, you know, got himself to the line but didn't cross it, uh, you know, because he's the ultimate Boy Scout. I mean, we saw Cap fight Iron Man almost to the death, but when he had a chance to actually put an end to Iron Man, he realized he didn't want to overstep that line. And you got to respect. I mean, you know, he's the ultimate Boy Scout. 
So that's the same way I viewed Superman in, in Superman versus the Elite. He just didn't want to overstep that line. But he showed everyone that if he wanted to, he absolutely could. Um, Shay, what are your thoughts on Superman versus the Elite? I liked it only because I like seeing Superman evil because I, I, I like seeing evil things go well. So, yeah, I liked it. All right, so Superman vs. the Elite makes it on the list. And, Eric, what are you putting in at number six? Number six. Um, I'm going with Assault on Arkham. First time we get an animated uh, Suicide Squad. The first, uh, I can't remember if it was rated R or not, but certainly a lot of the subject matter was. Um, when you got uh, Deadshot and Harlequin, you know, and the whole Yahtzee line, and the fact that it, it was just, it was a great, dark, animated precursor to the Suicide Squad movie. And, and watching, you know, there's always the one who tries to test Waller and gets his head blown up. And we got, if I remember correctly, we got that too, and just one of my yep. favorite, one of my favorite, uh, favorite ones. Yeah, um, a, a lot of people don't know this, and this was speculated back around when the movie was being made. Uh, I remember a lot of the people who had something to do with the movie said it wasn't true, but I still to this day believe it was the case. Um, the, the rumor that went around was they put Assault on Arkham out first to see what the what the climate was for the Suicide Squad. Is it something that, you know, even fanboys would get behind if we decided to make a movie about it? And when that had a lot of success, they then greenlit uh, doing the actual movie. And I still, to this day, all they had to do, all the movie had to do was follow exactly what this animated movie did, and that movie would have been a box office smash. For whatever reason, they decided to go on this whole stupid trip that they went on, and that's why that movie was the disaster that it was. If it had followed this, man, I can just picture it now. Jared Leto's uh, Joker with a gun to um, Will Smith's uh, Deadshot's face, and Deadshot telling him, I know you don't have any bullets in that gun. And the Joker just like, looking at it, and then shoots it at the ceiling, and then Will Smith just, like, punches him in the face. That would have been amazing to see in a live-action film. Uh, But, Leo, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I definitely love that one, dude. Like, here's my thing. If the Suicide Squad would have included the shed scene where Batman swoops in and fights all of them, that movie would have been miles better with just that scene. But no, we have to make this, like, ragtag movie about a, like, a, almost an original Suicide Squad acting team. I don't know, man. That movie was garbage, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. But um, <laughs> I love the animation style of Batman Assault on Arkham, too. It's kind of like, it's almost, almost anime style. Now, not, not super close, but it's almost kind of, like, as clean and smooth edge as that. So, yeah, I will put it on the list for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. It was borderline anime. It, it it had that feel. It definitely did have that feel. And I also agree with you that, that Suicide Squad, the live-action movie, was the hottest form of garbage. Um, not worse than Superman Returns, 
but close. Um, Shay, do you agree that Assault on Arkham deserves a spot on this list? I do agree that um, Assault on Arkham deserves a spot on the list. And let me also say as a disclaimer that the reason why it could not follow in that way is because in relation to WB and the writers, those are two different wavelengths. So because it was done in the animation, unless they chose to bring those writers on board to do a live action movie, they were not allowed to follow that aspect because I felt the same way when it came to, like, maybe they were doing an Injustice movie. It's not going to happen. They're not going to follow that storyline because the writers for the video games in the movies are completely separate and different. They're not going to include that intimacy in the movies. Do I think it's BS? Yes, I do. Do I agree? Do I agree with it? No, I don't. Do I think they're stupid? Yeah, but, you know, that's the world we live in in 2018. So we just got to well, make do what we have. Well, they could have adapted it. Uh, we're, we're not talking exactly uh, a, a carbon copy of it. You could have just adapted it. Uh, the premise of the movie is what they should have went for in the live-action one, a more human-based mission. You know, don't give us a mission that they're facing a god kind of villain because you have a cast of nothing but – well, not a cast, but you have a lineup of nothing but humans outside of maybe Diablo. Um, so that mm-hmm. just didn't make any sense. All you had to do was just take, take the for, not the format, but just the concept of what the animated movie did, and place it into the live action. That's the same thing Batman vs Superman did with Injustice. We did get Injustice in Batman vs Superman. You know when Superman swooped down, came, collapsed Bruce's lungs to kill him. That was Injustice. So I that mean, you know, like thirty seconds. That is not going to satisfy well, me. I did it from beginning to end. Well, I mean that, and then they gave us a little bit of flashpoint with Barry coming back from the from the past. So injustice is something they could have done, but the way the DCEU works now, there's a whole issue about continuity. So it's really hard to do a, a injustice at this point, especially when you well, don't even know who your Batman's going to be in the future. Number one, that is very accurate. And in relation to the continuity, I wouldn't even say it's that. I'm I'm blaming it on the writers. Like, they're high, I'm not, not the writers, too. Let me take that back. No shade to any writers that's listening to this podcast. I want to blame it on, you know, DC and the WB because they're choosing people who have no knowledge of the universe, no in-depth, you know, excitement of what you can really do to make DC pop because we're better than Marvel. And I don't care what anybody say. Y'all can follow me on Twitter at explicit underscore S-H-A-E, and we can talk about it all day. The fact that we were not able to obtain people who care about the DC universe is the reason why it is looking and acting the way that it is. The fact is I will say, as as much as it's uh, just a a mess over at Warner Brothers, I'm going to be completely honest. They only gave us one bad movie. I don't count BVS as a bad movie because that, uh, that extended cut makes that movie so much better to me. Uh, so the only bad movie I feel is on the table. Whoever, whoever just said that, go get yourself a beer and watch the movie over again. The extended version of BBS. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, just the extended version, not the theatrical. Not the not theater, the theatrical exactly. Video. But the extended, you best believe, is on and popping in the yeah. streets. Yes, it is. It makes, it makes the movie make more sense. And it, it, it's yes. a better flow. Uh, the storyline is, is – make it, it makes a lot more sense. The glue that we were looking for 
to connect a lot of these things in the movie, we got with that. I don't think, mm-hmm. by no means do I think BVS is uh, one of the greatest movies ever, but I don't think it was a horrible movie. I think, if anything, it borderlines maybe bad, but it's not horrible. Um, the only horrible thing the DCEU has done so far is Suicide Squad. That was just hot garbage, the, the, the purest form of garbage I've ever seen in my life. Now, you know who's... Um, I w- Go ahead. BBS was um, No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, Juwan. Here's the thing, though. And understand that I love this man, and I, I would have a baby for him, even if I don't have the plumbing for it. Jeff Johns, who's supposed to be the creative control officer for DC Comics and Warner Brothers, he needs to step up and start making, you know, start asserting himself more. I don't know what happened to him, but, like, he had so much more control and fire when he was doing the comics, which is one of the reasons I loved him. You could see the fire. You could see the passion in his work. Like, it's just it completely sucked from him. And when I well, heard that he was going to – go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, when I heard that he was getting chief creative control officer, I was like, okay, this is going to be good. He's going to take control, and we're going to see one of his huge overarching, you know, he's going to he's going to take control of it, and we're going to get something like we would expect from the comic. And it still hasn't happened yet, and I think he's one of the biggest reasons why it, it happened. And, Jeff, I still love you, man. I do, but... There it is. Well, I'll say this. It's not on him. Uh, He, unfortunately, isn't the face of the DCEU uh, the way that we want him to be. Warner Brothers, at the end of the day, signs off on everything. Um, We have to remember his first official movie that he had, like, his name on and he helped uh, create was Wonder Woman. And then right after Wonder Woman, we got Justice League. So you kind of have to judge his body of work by those two movies. He, he, came, on, he came into the, the DCEU at the latter end of Suicide Squad. So that's why you can't really put that on his resume. You can't put BVS on his resume if you didn't like it. Um, and obviously Man of Steel. So all he's been uh, involved with uh, since joining is Wonder Woman and Justice League. So, but we also have to remember Warner Brothers at the time, especially around Justice League, they had, a lot of cooks had their hand in uh in, in the pot. So he unfortunately isn't like Kevin Feige, to where he can just go and and say because what a lot of people forget is uh, Marvel Studios is separated, like it's its own entity. So it's not part of any you know distribution um, outside of Disney. Warner Brothers is completely, um, not Warner Brothers, I'm sorry, the DCEU is connected to uh, Warner Brothers. So they control everything. You don't have just one guy who can create a world for his own. They don't allow Jeff Johns to do that. So I wouldn't blame Jeff Johns at all for any of the mess it seems like is going around in that universe. Um, But I will say, Shay, DC has richer characters to me, but I don't know if I'll get to a point to where I'll feel as though they can make better movies because I haven't seen it yet. But the day that it happens, I'll, I'll gladly and very openly side with you. But I have to wait until that day happens. 
I now, haven't seen a movie me... from the DCEU yet that's better than anything Marvel has done. Well, and that's my yeah, point. So, for example, when Justice League came out, everybody was comparing Justice League to, like, Agent Ultron. And I said, no, you cannot do that. If you are going to compare Justice League accurately, you need to compare, you need to compare Justice League to the first Avengers. And when you compare mm. Justice League to the first Avengers and you want to put on the criticism as far as what the development was in that universe during that time, then you can say that DC still need to get it together. But well, I believe that Justice once League, they, you know, get the remix and everything going, that there is a possibility that we can catch up to Marvel. It's going to take time because Marvel's been in it for years. And like you said earlier, Marvel is a complete, you know, separate entity. It's not like, you know, even though it's the amount with Disney, Disney kind of let them do what they do. So well, it's I, I'll, like a rock I'll in say the heart, this. please. I'll say this. There is no such thing. And then we'll get right back to the list because I just realized we went way off on a tangent. Um, but there is no such thing as um, DC catching up to Marvel. Because if this were a race, Marvel has already finished the lap. Um, so there is no such thing as catching up. DC just has to make better movies. That's it. There is no, like, if DC has six straight great movies, you're still not in the same ballpark as, 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 as Marvel as far as what they've, what they've done, what they've established. So there is no race is what I'm trying to say. Just make better movies. And then we can all just say, man, Marvel makes great movies and DC makes great movies. What a time to be alive. Instead of, man, Marvel has just had, like, three really great movies. DC just, eh, just focus on that. But let's get back to the list. Um, at number six, we have, let me double check, Assault on Arkham. Eric, I believe, put, it, uh, uh, put that up there, right, Eric? Correct. All right, so, Leo, it's your go, if I'm, cor- if I'm correct. Yeah, I believe so, but I'm ready to add mine on Planet Hulk. I want that. That's we're at number five, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Let's 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 dive out of DC for a second. Talk about Planet Hulk for a bit because that has probably like one of the scenes that it, it just has such a great scene where I like cracked up at the same time, but thought it was super awesome when they were uh, bringing the Hulk in his quote-unquote dead body, and the Red King was about to celebrate. And he just wakes up and like clobbers him and starts beating the crap out of him. Which, I mean, the Red King put it, put up a little bit of a fight, but, like, Hulk ends up ripping his arms off. And this, this movie was just, like, a display of how powerful the Hulk can get. Because it was, like, he would get every pony face, he would get kind of worked up a little bit, but then he would just get stronger and stronger. So I got to put this movie on the list. Again, unfortunately, because of what in my mind I was hoping this movie would be, I was honestly hoping this movie would go into World Breaker Hulk, to where um, after the planet was, uh, was destroyed, he gathered a team and he went back to Earth to exact revenge. I thought that movie would have been easily, like, number one uh, greatest DC or Marvel animated movies if it adapted the length of that comic um instead we just got he fell in love on that planet saved the planet blah 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 and i was just like it's kind of not what kind of not what i want to see from hulk just the vulnerability the love like i don't i don't want to see that i want to see him as a raging monster i want to see him go up to uh 
uh, man, what's his name? Uh, from the Inhuman, Black Bolt. Uh, you guys remember that scene, uh, that that part in the comics where he went up to Black Bolt, um, and Black Bolt was screaming at the Hulk, and it wasn't doing anything. Doing nothing. Like that. Yep. It was doing it was nothing. It, it, that, it like that's what him. I wanted to. Exactly, but that's what I wanted to see from that movie. Um, just Hulk completely letting loose and taking on some of our greatest Marvel heroes. And because we didn't get that, and I got more of a mushy Hulk, um, that's definitely one of the animated movies I just really never go back to watch. Um, I, I saw it like once or twice, and that was all I could do for, for me. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say no, but Shay, does Planet Hulk make it on your list? Yeah, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> all right, simple but yet uh, very elegant. Um, Eric, does Planet Hulk make it on your list? I real I enjoyed it because it was Lation. Did we get World War Hulk at the end? No. Was I a little upset that I didn't get it? Not as much as you. Um, I gotta go with Leo. I think it's good enough to stay on the list, though. I mean, it, it, it was an entertaining ride for me. Um, all right, so since we're at a dead-even split, I'll go into more why I think it shouldn't be on the list and see if it changes anyone anyone's mind. And if it doesn't, I'll go to you, Leo, <laughs> see if you can change our mind um, so we can figure out what we're doing with number five. Um, again, this is another thing to where Planet Hulk, to me, doesn't even – all right, let me not say that because you guys obviously aren't that high on Marvel movies. Um, I was going to say, it doesn't even make it in my top five Marvel animated movies. Um, Marvel has a lot wow. of... Uh, it doesn't. Uh, I put The Rise of the Technivore above it. I put uh, Ultimate Avengers 1 and 2 above it. I put Hulk versus Thor and Wolverine above it. And well, that's I my put, favorite one. And I put Doctor Strange, which was a sleeper. Uh, a lot of people didn't see that movie. What? That was a really good movie. Doctor Strange was a really good movie. That and I put the first Iron Man over uh, Planet Hulk. And I know I had another one. Let me see. I had another one. Oh wait, no, I while didn't. Re- I didn't put a lot. He- Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say while you were trying to remember. I mean, Doctor Doctor Strange. You know, that was the first real kind of quote unquote Marvel mysticism. But we got it in an animated form, and I mean, it was dark. I thought that was a Very. great flick. Yeah. I Again, that's why I was telling you guys, Marvel has some sleepers. We kind of dismiss Marvel's animated work because they don't have the body of work that DC does. I'll even go as far as to say that um, that Punisher and Black Widow team-up movie, I thought was, I enjoyed it more than uh, than Planet Hulk. Um, but from dang the, man, from, come on! Really? I'm sorry. It was it was really good. What do you want from me? From the from <laughs> the ooze and the eyes. Yeah, absolutely. From the ooze and the eyes, I see. I have not changed Leo or Eric's mind. So Leo, I'll go to you to see if you could change me and Shay's mind. I mean, come on, guys. This is one of the movies that displays like Hulk's power really in a really awesome way. Like we get. 
all these fights with Hulk, which I I thought should have even been in, a little bit more in Thor Ragnarok. Like, I wanted to focus a little bit more on the Gladiator Tournament, but we really didn't even get that. Um, he almost pummeled uh, Beta Ray Bill to death. Like, come on, guys. Like, it didn't go into World War Hulk like we – but it, it didn't have the possibility of doing that in the first place, I would say. I mean, yeah, it would have made sense, but – if I didn't get it, I didn't get it. If if, if I were to get a plan or uh, excuse me, a World War Hulk storyline down the line, I'd be down. But mm-hmm. mm, it was never promised at the beginning, so I, I guess I wasn't really looking for it. All right, Shay, did that change your mind at all? No, it didn't because I am a female, and if as a female watching that movie, I feel like it's too much lovey-dovey stuff going on when the Hulk <laughs> is supposed to be an OG. I'm not going to accept it. I'm sorry, my guy. Like it's it's not it's not All gonna right. happen. At least at least with Black Widow and Punisher, they went ham, and it wasn't yeah, no, there was no a bust about it. Yeah, there was no mushy in that movie. All right, so no, I don't want a, no mushy. Exactly, I'm with you. Since we are at a dead even tie, what I will do to try to resolve uh, this conflict between the two sides is I'm going to put a movie out there to go against Planet Hulk. And Leo and Eric, if you guys agree that um, that movie deserves a spot on this list instead of Planet Hulk, then we'll go with it. But Shay, um, just know that it'll come down to that movie or Planet Hulk, which is pretty much what we're entering. Um, So you have to make a decision between those two. So the movie I'm going to put up, the movie I'm going to put up against Planet Hulk is Wolverine. That is how you show a true Hulk. Uh, I thought the story was great. We even got one of the greatest lines in comic book history. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly how Wolverine says it. Uh, Oh, man. Uh, The line where he's just pretty much saying, uh, and what I do isn't isn't very nice. Just like one of the greatest lines ever. Um, I'm telling you right now, I'm picking that. (laughs) We also got um, a proper introduction to Weapon X, Sabretooth, Omega Red, Lady Deathstrike, uh, Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool and Hulk is hilarious. Uh, And just seeing Wolverine take on the Hulk and all of Weapon X was just an amazing, amazing, fun thrill ride. And I think that movie uh, was better than Planet Hulk, and a better representation of who the Hulk should be than Planet Hulk. Uh, Eric, I'll go to you first. What are you, what are you choosing? Are you staying with Planet Hulk, or are you going Hulk versus Wolverine? Leo, don't hate me. I'm sorry. I got to go with Hulk versus Hulk versus Wolverine. That movie, what you got the catchphrase, you know? I, I'm still trying to find the freaking catchphrase, you know, and the one time I need Google to work for me, but... Um, I, I have to say Wolverine versus or Hulk versus Wolverine is much better. It was a lot more graphic. You know, it it, it was definitely gritty. It it had Weapon X. It yes, I, I'm gonna go with Hulk versus Wolverine, man. I'm sorry, Leo. What are you going with? Are you staying home or, or are you coming to our side? 
uh, I can't argue Hulk versus Wolverine, dude. There, there's no way. <laughs> I mean, that one's above above Planet Hulk on my list anyway. So, can't argue. We'll replace you with Hulk versus Wolverine. All right. So now that we tried that and that worked, anytime we're in a dead even tie, we're just gonna go with that. Sound fair? Perfect. That'll work. Cool with me. All right. Um, so Leo just went, and technically I just went. So, Shay, what comes in at number four? I feel like y'all going to end up knocking this down, but I still think it's top ten. Uh, Teen Titans Terror in Tokyo. Ooh. Ooh. Shay, I love you. I'll let you go first, Eric. Go ahead. He's going to hit uh, the butt on me real quick. I, I love that movie. That movie was fun. It had the but. quirkiness of Teen Titans. It has a great Asian feel to it. It had the mystery. It had that ending where you just kind of, it made you feel very uncomfortable, you know, when you finally realize what the bad guy is. Um, and, and, and the Beast Boy moments in that movie were off the chart. They were so freaking funny. So I, I totally agree with you. Okay. So I thought you were about to hit me with a butt. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Oh, no, you no, completely no. confused me. No, I just said, Shay, I love you, because that, that, that was perfect. I mean, that that oh, okay. when I was going through my list, I was sitting there, I was like, there's got to be a way to work this in, and I, I couldn't find a way to work it in. All but right. Yeah, you, you definitely... Definitely threw me for a loop because I I thought you were on the no train. Um, Leo, uh, is Teen Titans Terror in Tokyo making it on this list? He's about to rip oh, down. don't get don't get <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love Teen Titans and I love this movie. Um, but the fact that it has a Japanese influence, but I wouldn't put it at number four. Yeah. I'm I mean, I'm okay with it not say. being number four. I want I want it to be like maybe number eight, but I want it to be on the list because I felt like I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and say again, just my opinion. Not only would I not put it at number four, I can't justify putting it in my top ten because I'm looking at movies that have yet to be named, and there's no way I would pick uh, Teen Titans. Teen Titans Terror in Tokyo over any of these movies that have yet to be named. Um, so since, unfortunately, we are at a dead-even tie again, <laughs> Shay, I'm going to go to you for you to try to convince me and Leo why it deserves to be on this list, and then vice versa. Well, I already know how this is going to go, so go ahead and give me what, what you feel like it should get replaced with. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It, it's not going to be me this time. It's going to be Leo. Leo's gonna. Uh, I was gonna have Leo do it. Oh, so you're gonna have Leo pick a movie to switch with? All right, Leonardo. Tell me what yeah. you got. What you think should switch with uh, Team Titan? Well, since I'm a teen, uh, or I'm a mutant turtle now, let's go ahead and pick uh, <laughs> Batman Year One. Oh, All right, Leo, yeah, I'll give you on, that. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't have a problem with y'all going back and forth over that. Like Batman oh. Year One, that has to be that, one of my absolute favorites. 
animated oh. film of all time. Uh, yeah, well, but I guess okay. that's got it. Okay, so hold on. Hold on. on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Shay, um, are, are you agreeing Batman Year One? No, I'm keeping my Teen Titans compared to Year One, but I already know this is about to get hectic, so I just grabbed my popcorn and, um, you know, yeah, um, y'all about to have fun. Eric, are you still siding with Shay, or are you going with Leo on this one? Well, I'm ashamed to say I've never seen Batman Year One, so I'm going to have to stay with Shay with Teen Titans. Man, um, this is a rock and hard place. I um, <laughs> I unfortunately didn't enjoy either one of those movies. So, oh man, um, yeah, I I can't. I, can't. I I'm reviewing Teen Titans in my head, and I'm reviewing Batman Year One in my head. I, I mean, I'm putting Year want... One under Teen Titans. I think Teen Titans was better than Year One, in my opinion. I thought that you was going to come with a different movie that hasn't been said yet, but since it's Leonardo's go, you know, you got to blame that on him. I didn't do it. I blame you both. Both picking movies I didn't really enjoy. Um, Don't blame me. It was uh, my go. It was my go. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Um, all right, so listen, Shay, um, you and Leo, I'm coming for you both. I'm going to put Teen Titans on here, but I can guarantee you I will be making a case for Bad Blood and Teen Titans to not be on this list by the time we finish this show. Um, but I, I have to go, I have to go that over Batman year one. Uh, Leo, I'm sorry. Keep replaying that movie in my head. And as much as I love Batman, I didn't enjoy that that much. Um, at least with Teen Titans, uh, Terror in Tokyo, I think I was younger. So I think it was, like, really funny to me at that point, And that's just all I'm banking on. <laughs> that's literally, like, one of the best qualities I, I, can, I can latch on to from what I remember of that movie. So, Shay, you won. Teen Titans, Terror in Tokyo. Too I many teens. I won. <laughs> Well, no, because maybe when I make an argument, maybe no one agrees with me. Maybe it ends up saying, same as Bad Blood. Um, Terror in Tokyo. Oh, man, this has been, wow, okay. Uh, Eric, uh, bring some order to this, uh, to what's going on. Give us something we can all agree on. All right, so we're at number three now, and this was one of the first Batman animated movies that came out uh, mid to late 90s. Uh, I can remember watching the trailer on the big screen and going, oh my God, it was Batman Mask of the Phantasm. We got a love interest We. And we've had, you know, we've seen a little bit of it off and on, but we got really a very interesting love angle for Bruce. We got the uh, the Joker in the past before he became the Joker, and we got to see uh, another vigilante who wasn't afraid to step over the line and take out all the people that all the the mafia and the gangsters and stuff like that. 
I love this movie. This movie was great. I remember I had it on VHS, and I actually think I wore out the VHS. I wore the thing. I watched the thing so much. So for my number three, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, I, I I don't have any arguments against that. It was one of the <clears throat> uh, only DC animated movies, or DC or Marvel animated movies, that actually made it to the big screen. So um, yeah, it it that's like historic kind of kind of level. So yeah, it definitely deserves a spot on this list. And as of now, I'm okay with the idea of it even being at number three. Um, Leo, do you agree? Yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't old enough to go to theater. Forgot the uh, the courtesy or pleasure of going to see it in a theater, but anytime you got Hamill and Joker, it be- almost always belongs. So for sure, on the list for me. All right, Shay, do you agree? Yeah, see, I was a baby when that came out, so <laughs> I'm gonna just go off of uh, you know the recommendations that you guys have. So I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna just take a side and just say yes. Well, I will say, Shay, if you haven't if you haven't seen it, uh, when you get time, uh, make sure you go um, and, and check it out. It's a really good movie. For the final. The final fight scene is heartbreaking. It, it, yeah. It's one of those where DC really yanked at your heart cords and went, "Oh, we're gonna make you pay for this one." Yeah, it was it was a really good movie. When you get time, make sure you uh, you check it out. By the way, just so you guys know, I, I I didn't see it in 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 theaters either. I saw it once it came out on on, on VHS. I was young mm-hmm. also. Just so you guys don't think like. At like three or four, I was I was in theaters watching that. Um, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Even the name is just beautiful. All right, uh-huh. so at number two, I am going with a movie that will always be in my top five of animated movies, and that is Superman Doomsday. What a movie! Ooh. Uh, A lot of emotions in it. A lot of emotions in it. Superman dying was a heartbreaker. Um, Then the idea of Superman coming back, only to find out that's not the real Superman. Then the real Superman comes back. Uh, But no, all all jokes aside, I love what they did with Doomsday. They really didn't pull any punches with Doomsday. They let him go completely loose. Um, And Superman the same. And just just to see them battle it out, those two kind of, Titans just battling it out was something really fun to see. It again brings me to why I, I'm really upset with Zack Snyder that he introduced Doomsday uh, in a movie where you had Wonder Woman and, and Batman helping him because that's a villain I want to see Superman have to take on by by himself. Um, but still, uh, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Lex Luthor was his his evil self uh, as usual, and just to see Superman and Doomsday go toe to toe. With Superman dying at the end of it, temporarily, but still dying, uh, was a lot of fun for me. So I'm going Superman Doomsday at number two. Eric, do you agree? No. As great as it was to see Doomsday, you know, and Superman go at it, there were I, the whole the whole. I understand that there was a clone involved, you know, and it was Superboy and stuff like that. But it, they really could have gone. It, the whole movie just it left a really bad taste in my mouth. The words I'm looking 
before. It left a bad taste in my mouth. And even seeing the fight, even seeing Superman and Doomsday duke it out on the streets of Metropolis, no, I can't do it, man. I'm sorry. All right, not a problem. Shay, what do you thought? I had that as my number one, and then I had the first Avengers as my number two. So I'm okay with it being at the bottom of the top two. All right, sounds good. Uh, Leo, what are your thoughts? Yes, this is actually my number three. Um, and the other two above it haven't been mentioned yet, so heck yeah. All right, sorry, Eric. It makes it on this list at number uh, two. All right. And I'll get you back. <laughs> um, Leo, uh, what is number one? I'm sorry, was that me? It was kind of cutting out. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What is number one? It, it, it's your go. Oh, it's my go? Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Feel free to disagree with me. I feel like you're going to again, Jawan, and anybody else who does, but... My number one gotta be uh, Batman Under the Red Hood. That uh. that movie actually made me care about Red Hood. Like I had really no interest in Red Hood up until that movie, and it's got one of my favorite animated Joker scenes where he just takes out the guard like guards like they are nothing. Um, takes out Black Mask guards like they are nothing. Um, so yeah, Batman Under the Red Hood is my candidate for number one. I agree. I don't have any arguments. Uh, Eric, what are your thoughts? I totally agree. And the fact that it had Jensen Ackles as the Red Hood slash Jason was phenomenal. I thought that was a great casting choice. He he did amazing in the role. So I completely agree with you. All right. Shay, what are your thoughts? I third this motion of the approval. All right, so let me read to you guys the official top ten list that we have so far. Um, Batman, Superman, Public Enemies at number ten. Batman Beyond, Return of Joker at number nine. Batman Bad Blood at number eight. Superman vs. the Elite at number seven. Assault on Arkham at number six. Hulk vs. Wolverine at number five. Teen Titans, Terror in Tokyo at number four. That is a tongue twister. Uh, Batman, Master of the Phantasm at number three, Superman, Doomsday at number two, and Batman, Under the Red Hood at number one. So I am most definitely going to go first. Um, Batman, Bad Blood has to come out. Um, I'm looking at the list that I have here. There's no way we have a top ten what looks like DC animated movies. We only have, like, one Marvel movie in here. Um, There's no way you guys can say Batman Bad Blood is better than Flashpoint. Eric, I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts? It's not better than Flashpoint. I had Flashpoint on my list. I had it at seven, but still, that's one of those movies that my oldest daughter and I will sit down and pop popcorn and watch and just geek out and have a great time. So I completely agree with you. It has to be Flashpoint. Alright. Uh, Shay, what are your thoughts? I want to put the first Avengers on there. Over Flashpoint, too? I mean, yeah. I'd rather take one. I mean, I, I mean, Flashpoint was good. 
the bridges over the uh, over flashpoint. I understand no, it's like that you know, is, milestone and all that, but yeah, no, it's enough for me. That is that is blasphemy. As much as I defended those Marvel movies. I'm sorry. They don't have anything that is that is better than Flashpoint, in my opinion. Uh, but Leo, um, are you are you going Flashpoint over Under the Red Hood? Heck yeah, I'm going Flashpoint over Under the Red Hood, man. That one was on my. I list. mean, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Not not Red Hood. Uh, Bad Blood. I'm sorry. Bad Blood. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, I got. I just got mixed up too. But yeah. Uh, yep. No arguments. Like, honestly, uh, I can go back to Flashpoint all the time. Yep. I, I'm sad it's at number eight, to be honest. Well, we can we can work on moving that uh, after we, we get this list uh, finalized. Um, Eric, I'm going to go to you. Out of this list, again, if you need me to repeat it again, I can. And don't worry, Shay, I'm going to give you an opportunity to defend why you think um, Avengers should be in here and what you would take out to put that in. Um, so don't think that I dismissed uh, that pick at all. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to come to you for that. Uh, with this list, is there anything you would take out to put something else in? Can you give it to me again? Number 10, Batman, Superman, Public Enemies. Number 9, Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker. Number 8, Flashpoint. Number 7, Superman vs. the Elite. Number 6, Assault on Arkham. Number 5, Hulk vs. Wolverine. Number 4, Teen Titans, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to keep saying Terror in Tokyo. Tongue twister. Um, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, uh, number th- is that number three? Number two is Superman Doomsday. And number one is Batman Under the Red Hood. <sighs> Shay, I'm sorry, sweetie. I'm going to have to do this one to you. I want to take out Teen Titans, and I want to put in Justice League New Frontier. Uh The the art style. No, I was just going to say, again, this is one of those ones where D went away from Bruce Tim. They embraced the the Darwin Cook style with the New Frontier. I thought the story was excellent. I thought the setting was excellent. That's another one that I can just sit and watch all the time. So that's my pick. All right, Leo, are you, are you agreeing with uh with Eric? Oh man, I just I mean, it's a good one, but not number 4, man. I that one's not as memorable to me. Oh no, I'm I'm going to have to go no on that one. Well, <sighs> just keep this keep this in mind. It's not about the placement. It's just do you uh would you prefer that movie over Teen Titans? Because remember, placement we're gonna we you know is is subject to change after we finish this list. Um, ah, right now right. we're just we're just focus on focusing on what what's coming out to put something new in. Okay, okay, then yeah, I would take it out. Um, I would reorder it for sure, but I would I would put that in. Excuse me. Um, and it had a cool scene with Slam Bradley in it. Like, when do we ever when do we ever see Slam Bradley anymore? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you, uh, Eric. The main reason why I would put this in there is because, and I could be wrong about this, but there's only been two animated movies where we had Martian Manhunter. That was one, and I believe Justice League War was two. Uh, that is a character for some strange odd reason DC just doesn't really have an interest in. 
Um, so anytime we get Martian Manhunter, I'm, I'm always game. And they introduced that story between Martian Manhunter and Batman uh, the way I, I had always dreamed they would introduce uh, Martian Manhunter in the live-action world. So, uh-huh. yeah, I, I'm, I'm completely with you. Uh, that, that movie definitely deserves a spot on this list. Uh, Shay, do you agree? I mean, I wanted Avengers on here, so I was okay with another team fighting to put the Avengers, but, you know, that's just me. <laughs> but would you would you take Teen Titans out for Justice League Frontier? Yeah, I guess I would. I'm outnumbered anyway, so but I wanted Avengers on here. I don't even like Avengers like that, but I wanted it on here. All right, so all right, so Eric, is Justice League Final Frontier right or First Frontier? I couldn't remember. New Frontier. You said New Frontier. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Now Shay. What would you take out? Obviously, not Flashpoint or Justice League, since we just put it in there. Um, what other movies on this list would you take out to put in Ultimate Avengers? I don't know. That's hard because I like most of the movies that's on here. Well, if you want know. yours on here, something has to go. I know. I'll just take an L for now. I'll take the L. I'll, I'll keep. <laughs> I'll keep what's on there on there for now. <laughs> I will say I, I I very much enjoyed Ultimate Avengers. I was actually trying to defend it to Leo and Eric when I was trying to tell them that Marvel has some really, really, really good animated movies. They weren't buying. Uh, they were saying DC is, is vastly superior. Uh, and all, albeit, albeit that is correct, Marvel does have some really good animated movies that people just happen to sleep on. That's all I was saying. I love Ultimate Avengers. I I think that was a faithful translation from everything that I remember as far as the comic books to the movie. Um, Do I find a place on the list list for it? I'm not sure, though. I I wouldn't even know where to put it. No, I mean, there's so many other great things on here. Yeah, well... Shay Shay was expressing how difficult that was, and as I look at the list, I wouldn't know what to take out uh, to put it in because the two things I desperately wanted out are out. So I really didn't know where where to go next. Um, well, you came with some good so, heat, man. Yeah, man. I ha- I had to come with the heat to get those two out, man. I-, I kept looking at this list like I can't end this show with having that in there. Um. Uh. Member of Geek Vibes Nation, Joel, um, he listens to this show um, every week, and he keeps telling me every list that we make, and he keeps going, man, I would have done this different or that different. And I know the first thing he would have said to me was, Teen Titans, Terror in Tokyo over over um, New Frontier, he would have never, I would have never heard the end of that. So <laughs> I, had, I had to fight very hard and come with something, uh, you know, pretty big to get. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, Eric came with that. To get that out, so yep. thank you, Eric. Um, You're welcome. I only had to get and you came with flashpoint, like wow. Yeah, I had to. I had to. Um, Leo, is there anything you wanted to take out on here? No, I actually love the new list. All right, so I'm going to read to you guys some of the honorable mentions that I had on this list, and if you guys hear something that you think should be in there, let me know. If not, then we'll get into the conversation of creating a order for these movies. 
Um, I have Batman versus Robin. Uh, I thought that movie was phenomenal, introducing the Court of the Owls the way that they did. Uh, and then that final battle at uh, Wayne Manor with um, Batman and Grayson taking on all of the Court of the Owls, I thought that was classic. That was a classic scene. Um, and then Batman bringing out that huge suit, I thought was just dope. Um, I also have one here, Son of Batman. thought that was a really good introduction to uh, Damien, especially when he kept joking of he wanted to drive the Batmobile, and Bruce goes, no, and he goes, but I know how to drive. Like, I thought that was hilarious. Um, I also have, Shay, I do have Ultimate Avengers on this list. Um, I have Green Lantern, First Flight. Um, Seeing how Jordan versus Sinestro was classic. Um, I actually have it saved so I can watch it when we're done with the show. Um, excuse me. I also have Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, Part One and Part Two, and I have something that I wanted to take Public Enemies out for, but I just love that movie so much I could take it either way. But I did think Batman and Superman. Um, oh man, I forgot the name of it. Yes, yes, I saw Batman versus uh, Batman and Superman Apocalypse was a better movie than Batman, Superman, oh, Public Enemy. I just couldn't I just couldn't find a valid enough argument because at the end of the day I love them both. But when you look at uh the Apocalypse one, not only do you get Superman and Supergirl versus Darkseid at the end, which was totally badass, you get Superman versus Kara, you get um uh, you know, Batman taking out those war dogs, and then Batman standing toe-to-toe, not physically, but mentally versus Darkseid, uh, to where he got Darkseid to release Kara, which is totally uh, how Batman, when everyone says Batman can't beat a god like uh, Darkseid, you're right, but he can outthink him. And that's exactly what he did in that situation. And then to see Wonder Woman and Big Barda versus um, uh, Mother, I can't remember her name, but her and her whole death squad, that was totally badass. They had way more better action sequences in uh, Apocalypse than Public Enemies did. You know what? Actually, I'm going to fight to get Public Enemies off. Now that I didn't talk myself into it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to you, Shay. Um, w- would you keep Public Enemies on, or would you uh, take it off for Batman, Superman, Apocalypse? I would take it off. Cause I, I love when Superman, Supergirl go at it. That's just my go-to, you know. So I would take it off a little bit. I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right. Um, Eric, what are your thoughts? I, I would take it off. And there's two scenes that you had mentioned that are my favorite era, and the Army of Doomsday arrive. And it's the Army yeah. of Doomsday versus Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Kara, and all the Amazons. That scene was great. The other scene that I love is at the end of the movie, after they beat Darkseid, and Ma and Pa come home. And just just that scene is so funny because it's like, I can make it, I can fix it. I, I, I really can. <laughs> you know, that was just a great little comedy scene after an amazing epic fight. So, yes, let's, let's put Batman... Superman Apocalypse on there. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Leo, do you agree? 
Again, man, uh, uh, just another great pick from one that was not not mediocre, but uh, just a greater pick than what was on there. So, yeah, I agree. All right, and I will ask you guys each individually, um, out of the rest of the the ones that I named, um, uh, Green Lantern, First Flight, um, Batman, The Dark Knight Returns, 1 and 2, um, Son of Batman, Batman v. Robin. Uh, Leo, out of any of those, uh, do you think any of those should be on this list instead of any uh, instead of something else? Um, I'm thinking First Flight, man, for number 10. Green Lantern, First Flight. Uh, I remember being a kid and just watching that come on Cartoon Network and just when Hal and Sinestro uh, were going at it and they were, like, fighting so much that, like, Hal was starting to lose power and they just had to go, like, fist to fist. So cool, man. So, yeah, I want uh, First Flight to be on there. And that movie is what Green Lantern should have been. Unfortunately, it wasn't. But that movie embodies what the Green Lantern live action should have been. Um, So, wait. So, you want to take out Batman Superman Apocalypse? Yes. Hmm. I want to argue that, but uh, first, what is it, first flight? Uh, yeah, yeah, first flight single-handedly is the only reason I remember the oath, um, the Green Lantern. Yeah. Like a lot of people remember it because of the comic. I strictly only remember it because of that movie. Um, I loved it. Uh, honestly, that was one of my deep cuts that people don't mention when they talk about the great DC animated movies. They always go right for the Batman ones, then for the Batman and Superman ones. That Green Lantern kind of gets swept under the rug. Um, it's between that and Wonder Woman to me, are the deep the deep cuts of DC animated movies. Two great animated movies that people just don't talk enough about um, that were just really good. So um, as much as I love uh, Apocalypse, I, I do like the idea, even though I will still say, and I know a lot of people are going to go, well, it, Hal just became the Green Lantern, so they couldn't have had him. But I would have I loved it if uh, Hal becoming Green Lantern was more of a flashback. That way we could have gotten, like, John Stewart's Green Lantern somewhere in there, or at least like in at the end of the movie, you know, Hal's been Green Lantern for a long time that he needs someone to replace him as Earth's protector. Just something to get John Stewart back in there. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, I'm siding with you, Leo. Green Lantern does deserve a spot on this list. Right on, um, Eric. Do you agree? Because I definitely forgot that this was a democracy. Uh, I just remembered how much I loved it started writing um eric uh would you put green lantern first slide on here over batman superman apocalypse well first of all shay i think we need to 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 do a mutiny here and take the show over or something because damn he just completely wrote us off didn't he i completely forgot i'm sorry i just started remembering (laughs) the movie in my head and i was just like no i just decided to let them have their moment they were really excited and enjoying themselves so i just let them have the moment <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but Eric, do you uh would would you put green lantern on there over apocalypse i don't know man apocalypse was so good and i don't really remember first flight as well as i wish i did uh, I'm going to say no. Mm, okay. All right. Shay, 
Are you going with Green Lantern First Flight? What was it, I guess, again? Versus Superman, uh, Batman, Superman, Apocalypse. Yeah, I'm going Batman, Superman. All right, Leo. All right, so Leo, this was your pick. Defend it, man. Tell them why they should go with Green Lantern First Flight. Guys, Green Lantern is such a great hero that keeps on getting pushed to the side. Like, I do appreciate the Batman and Superman movies, but we have to, have to highlight Green Lantern's best, probably one of his best movies. Would have been a little bit better if we got John Stewart, yes, but I enjoy the Hal Jordan story just as much. And this ideally would have been just as good in live action as it is in the animated universe. Yeah, I'll also add this. I'll also add this. Um, Eric and Shay, or Eric, while I'm talking, actually, no, don't do that, because that, that, that's kind of like cheating. Never mind. Forget, forget what I was about to go with that. Anyway, what I was going to say is, uh, I completely agree with Leo. We do keep pushing Green Lantern to the side. Like, he is not one of the dopest characters that DC has. Um, and that movie completely embodied um, all the things that we love about Green Lantern. Again, would I have loved Jon Stewart? Absolutely. I'd almost would have preferred Jon Stewart over Hal. Um, but, you know, the movie still was really good. Uh, it had a lot of great moments in it. A lot of, you know, it was small, but a lot of emotion in it also. Um, and then that end scene where Sinestro's taking out the Guardian, and then it's kind of just like Hal on, on his last leg. Uh, trying to take out Sinestro as the remainder of the Green Lantern Corps just watches on, uh, you know, helplessly. That was just beautiful, man. That was beautiful. That truly showed why Hal uh, has the strongest willpower of any of the Lanterns. So I, I, I love that. And if I had to choose that over that final uh, fight scene in Apocalypse, I honestly think I would. Sinestro versus uh, Hal Jordan. I would take that over Superman and Carr versus uh, Darkseid. Um, so, Eric and Shay, I will ask you, Shay first, um, did we change your mind at all? <laughs> Shay? Oh, nope. Uh, Eric, are you there? I'm here. I was cheating. Okay. I'm watching the trailer. I was cheating. I was watching the trailer. Um, okay, so hold on. I, hold on. I'm going to let you finish that. Leo, are you still there? Yep. Okay, so it looks like we lost Shay, um, but I'm sure she'll call right back in. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm going to let you finish that, Eric. Just let us know when you're done. Um, but, yeah, Leo, I, I love that movie, man. And the, the more you were talking about it, the more in my head I'm just like, I loved everything that that movie gave us, especially when uh, they thought Hal betrayed them. And, you know, they turned on Hal, took his ring. You know, that was just I, – I have to watch that movie again, actually, as soon as this is this is over. I have to turn off basketball and, and yeah, watch I'm First Flight again. Yeah, I'm probably going to watch it too, dude. Oh, and not yeah. to mention, like, when Hal cracks the battery open and, like, absorbs the energy and, like, that's yeah. how he doesn't he become, with all the – Oh. Doesn't he become, like, completely green? Yeah, yeah, he he's like uh, yeah. engulfed in like this green energy is so yep. dope. Yeah, all right, that's, that's a deep cut. 
You're in? I'm in. You're sold? Dang. Dang, that trailer's impressive, boys. And and the fact that you're right, with him coming out just completely green, it took away all the black lines, all the white, it's all just shades of green. I mean, creatively, from an artistic standpoint, I love that. I may not remember the movie, watching the trailer, and getting the age-old battle of Hal versus Sinestro. I mean, okay, yeah, I'm good. You've convinced me. Perfect. Shay, you dropped out, but you're back. Uh, We wanted to hear your thoughts. Did we change your mind at all? I'll stick stick with my guns. Um, I still like the Justice League over Green Lantern. (laughs) Yeah, again, this, this was very difficult for me, mainly because I had just put that movie in there. Um, so it was very difficult for me to take it back out after fighting so hard to just get it in. Um, but yeah, again, uh, Shay, I don't know if you missed it or not, but Eric, uh, he saw the trailer while me and Leo were talking and he, um, he, he sided with Green Lantern over, um, Apocalypse. But again, that's not to take anything away from Apocalypse because they had so many great action sequences. Um, I just love the story of, of First Flight. Uh, a lot more, and I just, you know, you can't keep just pushing the Green Lantern to the side. Like, he is a very important character that a lot of people, I feel, forget about. Um, and that end, that end battle, Eric, when you get a chance, Shay, if you hadn't seen it, when you get a chance, watch that. That was a really, really, really good animated movie. Um, Can you put it in the group message? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no. I'll put it in uh, awesome. right after we hang up. Um, all right, so let me put it in there. Green Lantern first. So I'll say this, Leo. I'm really glad they made that movie because that other Green uh, Lantern movie was hot garbage. I thought that that one was just pure doo-doo. Um, I have no idea why they didn't just take up right after um, First Flight. I still have no idea to this day. Um... But yeah, that yeah, movie talking was the really Ryan Reynolds bad. one. Yeah. No, 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 no. The other Green Lantern animated movie. There were two. You mean Emerald Knight? Oh. Yeah, oh, Emerald yeah. Knight. Emerald yeah. Knight. Ooh, bad. Emerald Knight yeah. was a good anthology piece. Come on, I mean it was fun no. little story. Oh, uh, don't no. know me. I swear to. Thank you. <laughs> no, they should have just, they should have been like a first flight part two instead. That was honestly what I still have no idea um, how they haven't introduced Atrocitus in a Green Lantern animated movie. I know they did it in the show, but animated movie, like that should have been where you went after first flight. Like now that Sinestro has been defeated, let's go into Atrocitus. Uh, Cause I tell you what, would have taken a lot more than glowing green to defeat Atrocitus. Um, so I think that was, you know, they missed a chance on that. Um, but yeah. All right. So let me read you guys the top 10 list that we have finalized, and then we can go into, uh, creating a proper order. Number 10, Green Lantern, First Flight. Number nine, Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker. Number eight, Flashpoint. Number seven, Superman vs. the Elite. Number six, Assault on Arkham. Number five, Hulk vs. Wolverine. Number four, uh, Justice League, The New Frontier. Number three, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Number two, Superman, Doomsday. And number one, Batman, Under the Red Hood. 
Um, Leo, I will go to you first. Um, what do you think should be dead last on this list? Um, I would I would probably put dead last, New Frontier. Um, I love the new art style, and that's why I it made it on my list. But I had it at, at number ten. Um, I didn't think it was the most memorable Justice League movie, but it was good. So. I would say that one's better uh, than number 10. All right. I'll go to the man who I'm pretty sure isn't too happy with the idea of that coming in at number 10. Eric, um, do you agree? Should that be at number 10? Oh, Leo, I'm going to find you one day, and I'm going to we're going to have a face-to-face argument about this one. But um, <laughs> there, You know what? Honestly, though, I have to say there's a lot of good movies on this list, and the fact that Front, New Frontier is still on there, even at number 10. I, I can go for that. I, I, I think, I think it, yeah, I'll go with it. We're good. All right. Um, I agree, because uh, I realized that I hadn't said anything. So I agree. Uh, I'm fine. As long as it's on the list, I'm fine with it being uh, at number 10. Shay, do you agree? I agree. All right. Um, next up, Eric. What should be at number nine? I think Assault on Arkham should be number nine. Again, a good movie, a good solid representation, but based on everything that we have here in this list, I think it needs to go in at number nine. All right, I don't have a strong argument against that. Again, that's one of the movies that I just had to make sure was on the list. Um, but, Leo, do you agree? Uh, with it being number 10? Yeah. No, with it being number 8. Nine. Number, nine, number, nine, uh, number 9. Number 9. Number 9. Yeah, that's number number 9 is cool with me. Okay. I agree with number 9. All right, so, Shay, I'm kicking it to you. What should be at number 8? Y'all be putting me in these hot spot situations. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my Batman Beyond at number eight because it was a good movie and I'm happy it's top ten. But compared to you know the rest of the ranking, I don't think it's gonna get anywhere higher than that. I completely agree with you, um, uh, Leo. Do you agree? Yeah, no arguments there. All right, Eric, your thoughts? I, I agree. It, it's a good movie. Um, again, I am so glad it's on the list for every reason that we that we already set up. Um, I think it's definitely a strong number eight. Absolutely. All right. Um, number seven, I'm going uh, Superman versus the Elite. Leo, do you agree? I'm sorry, it cut out for whatever reason. What was it? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Superman versus the Elite for number seven. Yes. I just love Superman wrecking the Elite. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I think I think number seven is a uh, very appropriate place to put it. Um, Shay, do you agree? I do agree. Uh, and 
Eric, I thought I asked you, but then I thought about it again, and I'm like, I don't think I did. Uh, do you think it should be at number uh, seven? Yes, absolutely. All right. Um, so I'm going to kick it back to you, Leo. What comes in at number six? Flashpoint Paradox. Is that good? All right. I agree. I'm fine with it being uh, at number six. No arguments for me. Uh, Eric, what are your thoughts? I think it should have gone higher on the list, me personally. I mean, you know, considering that this is the storyline that completely rebooted, as far as the comic books go, and, and I mean, even the movies are following it, you know, that rebooted everything. And just watching Barry Allen electrocute himself, set himself on fire, you know, to get the to get the speed force back, but... I think it should have gone a little higher, myself personally. Okay. Um, Shay, what are your thoughts? Shay? Shay? Oh, my bad, you guys. I, I'm, I'm pouring right now, so I go in and out, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Eric, oh. you were outvoted, and Flashpoint right. is at number six. Um, yeah. What um What are you putting in at number five? I hate to do this. Read me what's left. What are you putting in at number five? Right. What's left to choose from? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Under the Red Hood, Doomsday, Mask of the Phantasm, Hulk vs. Wolverine, and Green Lantern: First Flight. Under the Red Hood. Ooh, okay. Um, hmm. Leo, do you agree with that? No, I would put Under the Red Hood higher. Yeah, those those are, those, it's my... those are my thoughts, too. Uh, Shay, would you put Under the Red Hood higher? I would put Under the Red Hood not that much higher over it, but I can see you guys' arguments. So, you know what? I'm going to side with Eric because I haven't been with Eric in a long time. So, I'm going to go with Eric. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, we're in a dead tie. So, Leo, I'll ask you, what would you rather put in at number five? Uh, First flight. Um, I think that's, again, another great, a great Lantern movie. Probably the only one we'll ever get at this point, seems like. Yeah. I don't even know what's going to happen with Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps uh, in 2020. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I want that. I, I think that's a good number five, split the list. Yeah. Uh, Eric, do you agree with that? Would you put that at number five over the Red Hood? Yes. All right. Shay? I agree. All right. Um, okay, now Shay. You have to uh, let us know what comes in at number four. Number four, um, Hulk vs. Wolverine. Okay, yeah, I'm with you on that. I was just glad a Marvel movie made it in, so I'm fine with anywhere it would have gone. Um, Leo, what are your thoughts? Oh, man, remember you tried to post up a Marvel versus a DC animated and people kept saying DC. <laughs> Yeah, 
I honestly, oh, I honestly, man. I think those people who chose DC, like, I don't think they've seen those Marvel movies in a long time. So the DC movies are fresh in their brain because it's probably something they had seen within like the past year or two. Um, I don't think people go back and watch Marvel movies that often. Or they're just better. <laughs> I'm just messing. Uh, uh, no, I'll no. I'll have to go this, back and rewatch the Child Avengers, though. I'm sorry. I, I can't I can't settle with uh, people thinking Justice League War was better than Ultimate Avengers. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't I, I, I can't be okay with that. That when I saw that I almost lost my mind. And I said, you know what? Whatever. Everyone has their own opinion, no problem, but really? Re- Justice League War? Whatever. Um uh but Eric, do <laughs> but, you think Hulk versus Wolverine is good at number four? Oh yes, absolutely. Alright. Um Alright, at number three I'm gonna go with let me see what we have left. We have Batman Under the Red Hood, Doomsday, and Mask of the Phantasm. So if I'm going with that, I'm going number three is Superman Doomsday. Leo, do you agree? I agree. That's my favorite Superman movie, period. All right. Uh, Shay, do you agree? I agree. All right, and Eric, do you agree? Yeah, I'll go with y'all on that one. All right, so Eric, it now goes to you. What is number two? Mask of the Phantasm. All right. Um, Leo, do you agree? Completely agree. All right, Shay, do you agree? I agree. Shay. Oh, okay. I got you. So we don't have to go to anybody for number one because there's only one movie left. Um, and that is Under the Red Hood. Comes in yes. at number one. And so I know good. a lot of people I know a lot of people probably had that as their number one uh also. So I'm gonna read the list and then we're gonna get into some freelance conversation. Um you know, we're not going to do the top five this week. I want to get into some freelance conversation with you guys. Get real geeky. Um, but first, let's finish this. At number 10, Justice League, The New Frontier. Number nine, Assault on Arkham. Number eight, Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker. Number seven, Superman vs. the Elite. Number six, Flashpoint Paradox. Number five, Green Lantern, First Flight. Number four, Hulk vs. Wolverine. Number three, Superman Doomsday. Number two, Mask of the Phantasm. And at number one, Batman Under the Red Hood. That is our top ten best DC and Marvel animated movies. Even though it sounds like that's our top ten best DC animated movies. We worked one Marvel movie in there, so the title still is is permittable. Um, But what I wanted to talk to you guys about... Is and we're just gonna we're gonna go around and just have like a really geeked out conversation about it. Um, there was uh, you know, an article that was not an article, but Kevin Feige came out and said that Thanos is going to be somewhat of a sympathetic villain. And we're talking about this on Geek Vibes Live tomorrow, but I wanted to chat this up with you guys, kind of get your thoughts on uh. 
is this a good thing or a bad thing? I, I'll, I'll say, to me, I don't mind it as long as he still kills, like, a lot of people. Um, because if his actions are the same, just his reasonings for his actions are different. I don't mind that. Because if you think about it, Loki was a sympathetic person in Thor. So he wasn't. Um, and now he's become more of a sympathetic person again. Um, even though in the comics, Loki was just always mischief. It wasn't like, oh, you know, Thor, and, and you know, I feel sorry for, for my mom, and I still love her. Like, no, Loki would screw over anybody. And Ultron, I believe, had, you know, a sympathetic reasoning um, for why he wanted to do what he did as far as the MCU. Um, in the comics, Ultron just wanted to destroy everything. He wanted humans to be gone. Um, so the MCU has a history of making their villains somewhat sympathetic. And I think as long as they're still villains at the end of the day, I don't really truly have that much of an issue with it. Uh, Eric, I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts? Okay, I'm going to play this from two different angles. I'm going to play this, first of all, from someone who, who loves the Marvel movies and, you know, watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe not worrying about the comic books, I understand why they did it. Um, I understand uh, why they did it. Um, it's going to be easier to relate with Thanos being, you know, sympathetic as opposed to having to introduce the whole mythos of Lady Death. Even if they use uh, from um, Thor Ragnarok as Lady Death you know, which was one of the rumors. From a cinematic point of view, I'm fine with it. Now, from the little geek point of view, I hate this. Thanos was in love with death and was trying to do anything he could to get her attention. That was the whole reason for the miniseries for killing off a third of every... of all life in the universe, it just made him such a total badass that he was so in love with this woman that he was willing to kill off a third of the universe and, you know, go toe-to-toe with the Marvel Universe. So I understand it from a cinematic point of view, but as a geek, I'm not totally crazy about it. Uh yeah <clears throat> yeah that's that's a really good point to make I, I think what a lot of people are Dewan yeah hold on can you guys hear me yeah we got you yep okay sorry um uh, a lot of people are thinking uh the reason they made him sympathetic is probably because they're not going the route of 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 debt uh I don't think the two are connected I think um I think we still may see death. In, in some facet, whether it's in the third or the fourth. Um, I think they made him sympathetic because, you know, uh, it's it's kind of the recipe they've gone to. Um, you know, most of their villains are sympathetic. Um, so they're big-time villains. So I think that's kind of where they wanted to go. And uh, I don't think him being sympathetic changes uh, – you know, the villainy we'll be seeing from him. I think he'll still kill a lot of people. I think he'll wipe out the entire Nova Corps, and I think he'll kill about three or four Avengers on his way out. 
So I don't think it's going to drastically change who he is. I... Can you hear me? Yeah, you're there. Yeah, now I can. Okay, sorry. No, what I was saying is, you know, a lot of people are thinking that, um, you know, they're, they're kind of basing it off of they don't like the idea of they don't want to feel sorry for a villain. But once you see him kill your favorite Avenger, um, I, I think you'll you'll start to realize that he's not as a sympathetic character as, as you know, a lot of people are trying to overly make it seem like he will be. But, uh, Leo, what, what, are your response, what is your response to what me and Eric were just saying? No, 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 um, no. I, and, Eric, that was actually brilliant for you to kind of take two different points of view on it because I kind of, I guess I can kind of interject the same thought. Um, as just like a casual moviegoer, fine, whatever. But, I mean, as a fan of Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity Wars, I'm not trying to play Thanos up to be this guy with a gripping attachment. And that's like some of the motivation behind his actions. Like, no, this guy just wanted to be to impress death. And not only that, just to be almighty and powerful. Like, this, is, this dude just wanted to people to impress death and this just seems to water it down for me and it makes me kind of fear that Thanos can be more could to be watered down and that's 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 a hard hard thought for me to have like especially because we've had this build up for so long for this dude and like don't give him a reason for us to actually possibly care I don't know I, I I'm a no well, I mean, and I'll give credit to um, to Dane. Can you guys hear me before I, I, I yeah. get long-winded? Okay. <laughs> um, I'll give credit to Dane. Dane had the idea of, he said, well, what if maybe this is a smokescreen? Like, he tells the Avengers, you know, he saw his people die, couldn't, you know, couldn't save them, so that's why he just, you know, he decided to go out and, quote-unquote, save the, the universe from itself. What if it turns out, you know, what if, when they get a hold of the Guardians, Gamora tells them that's that's not true. He killed his people, you know, and, and we get that kind of like Ooh. real twist to where it's just like, and again, I want to give credit to Dane. This is Dane's idea. Um, he'll reiterate this tomorrow on the show. Um, but he said, what if, you know, what if Thanos was kind of pulling the wool over our eyes? Like, you know, he wanted to make us think, he was doing this because he was a good person, but it turns out nah. He's he's that down and dirty, disgusting villain that we want him to be. He killed all of his people. He killed his parents, and he wiped out his entire planet. Um, not even for death, just because he wanted to. Um, you know that would really embody the villain that everyone wants Thanos to be. And besides, I say this: I don't think it's going to change or water down Thanos, mainly because we saw him grab a moon and throw it. I don't uh-huh. think someone who feels justified in life is grabbing a moon to throw at you. Um, so I think that's a complete difference. Like more, more specifically, when you look at Killmonger, he felt justified. But do you notice? Because he could have very easily killed everybody in Wakanda that stood against him. But he didn't. He didn't. You know, because he wanted to be the ruler and he wanted to have people underneath him. Thanos in that situation would have killed everybody. Everybody. Yeah, person. you're right. Yeah. So I don't think, again, I think if his motivations change, I still don't think that's going to change how badass Thanos is going to be. Um, whenever you see a guy that's throwing a moon or saying something like, 
Uh, one doesn't enjoy fun when, when you know, take or when conquering a, a planet or whatever you said. I'm paraphrasing. Um, but this does put a smile on my face. That sounds like a villain. That sounds like possibly yeah. one of the best villains we're going to have. Um, so I'm not entirely concerned that he'll be watered down or we won't get the Thanos that we want. I think they'll just tweak him, uh, you know, just to kind of make it make him more grounded. Um, but, Eric, uh, did you have a response to what me and uh, Leo were just saying? Man, I, I got to tell you, the thought that Thanos is sitting there lying to everybody with the whole Bob story of, oh, I saw my planet blow up, dude, that's just insidious. As a writer, that just, oh, yeah, that just makes me think, yeah, this guy is the ultimate bastard. Excuse my language, but that's what he, that, you know, and then to have Gamora come in and say, well, that's a load of crap. This is what he did. Because even as we were talking about it, I was sitting there thinking, wait a minute. They know killed this whole planet before he had even, you know, that's why he's called the Mad Titan. Right. He killed, he killed his whole planet for grins and giggles. Wow. And I'm, I mean, And I mean, even if you go back to... Uh, the end of the first Avengers, when the guy said, you know, to challenge them is to court death. He smiles. He smiles. Like, he's like, yeah, I don't care. I want it. I want this war. I want the smoke. Um, but as far as, you know, people not liking the idea of Thanos seeming grounded, he was kind of grounded in Guardian. If you think about it, he was more concerned about what, um, trying to think of the villain's name in, in Guardians. Help me out, guys. Uh, oh, man. Ronan. Oh, he was Ronan. more upset. He was he was more upset that Ronan had made his favorite daughter uh, go against him. Like he was concerned, not concerned, but you know he was showing compassion to his daughters. I mean, we have to also remember this: Nebula in Guardians Two was telling Gamora, was reminding Gamora, excuse me, of what Thanos forced Gamora to do. I mean, uh, Nebula to do. I mean, what he did to Nebula. I'm sorry. Um, when she lost to Gamora. Does that sound like somebody who's uh, an overly sympathetic person? No, not really. No, Think about no, it. A parent no. who's making their a parent who's pulling their, their daughter's eyeball out of their skull and replacing it with a robotic one. Like, no, that doesn't sound like somebody who's this overly sympathetic person. So if you just piece together what you've seen in just the small capacity of Thanos from before – I'm leaning more towards Dane's idea or the idea of if he is somewhat sympathetic, it's not, it's not too much. It's very little. It's not too much to where you're just like, oh, man, I hope Thanos is okay. Like, no, you're like, all right, well, I get his motive, but I still hate the guy. And that's the biggest difference between Killmonger and what I assume they're going to be doing with Thanos. Because when you watch Killmonger, you go, man, like his extremes are, are – or why I'm supposed to hate him, but this guy's just making such a great point. But Thanos, I don't think anyone's going to leave the theater going, you know, Thanos was a little right. You know, he killed all my favorite heroes, but, you know, maybe I should hear him out a little bit more. I don't think we're going to end up leaving the theater thinking that. Um, Leo, what are your thoughts? I mean, that theory, shout out to you, Dane, because that's a great theory. Um, if there were to be a scene where Nebula, or excuse me, where um, Gamora just says that's a load of shit and comes out and denies Thanos' claims of 
you know, not being able to stop or whatever, that would be such a great writing element. Like, wow. And I guess you have such a good point, especially uh, with him killing off uh, any of our favorite Avengers. That would crush me. Like, if he killed Iron Man or Cap, like, I'm going to be crushed beyond belief. So I think that, maybe even that detail alone probably makes him a, a villain you can't really sympathize with because he won't kill Cap or Iron Man. Yeah. One of them. I'm, I'm yeah, sure. I mean, we even had um, Kevin Feige even said in an interview uh, when someone was asking him about the idea of characters staying dead, he said the bigger names um, that he knows people are looking out for, he said, all I'll say is, um, people should be, hold on, I have the exact quote, hold on, as I'm talking to you. Oh, people should be careful what they ask for. So what he yeah. was referring to by that is, what he was referring to was, a lot of people are asking for, you know, main characters to die and stay dead. So he was saying, okay, sure. Well, just remember you asked for this. <laughs> like, this uh-huh. is what you guys wanted. So if there's no more Stark or there's no more Cat. Remember, this is what you wanted. wanted. So, um, Eric, what, what are your thoughts about that, that statement from Kevin Feige? I, I like it, and I think – can you hear me? Okay, good. Um, yes. I, I think, you know, and I think we've talked about this before, but death not being permanent in the comics, I like the idea that if Tony buys it, that he stays dead. Because think – Okay, let's play this. What if Dumbledore had died in Harry Potter two movies later or whatever? I mean, I know the timing's wrong, but still, you know, that would have cheapened his death. Same thing. If Cap or Iron Man die in this movie and then come back later, it's just... It's going to cheapen it, and I think it might even, you know, really anger some people. But at the same time, him saying, all right, you're you're gonna get what you ask for. It's kind of like, almost kind of like what you tell your kids when they're like, "I want to do this. I want to do this." It's like, okay, go ahead. But when it, you know, when when it doesn't work, don't come crying to me. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you, and I I think I think a lot of fans are just they know like you can't have Thanos come in and someone not die. Like, someone has to die. You've been building this guy for 10 years, literally almost, not literally 10 years. Iron Man was 10 years ago. But going on maybe eight or nine, maybe even 10 years, um, you know, you've been building this guy up. And when you kill someone, they're not really dead. What was the point of it? Just don't kill them then. Uh, But, Leo, what are your thoughts? I love it because it means we're going to get that. We're going to get just that, something that hasn't happened before, somebody who has been built up for so long and with such a strong backstory. And, it, and we're look, if we're looking at Cap or Iron Man, that's five, six solid movies these guys have been in, and we've gotten very attached to their characters. But somebody that's been built up that much in cinema, not TV, but cinema, that's going to die and stay dead. Like that impact is just so huge that it'll make Thanos the villain we probably all want him to be. Somebody who comes in, is not playing, is ready to to destroy whoever he could. And I don't, I don't, I, I, 
personally, I don't think a lot of people are ready for it. But mm-hmm. I am more than ready. My body is ready. Um, I've yeah. been kind of ready for a major death for a long time. I feel like Quicksilver was what they kind of tried to play off as like a major heroic death. And I'm like, uh, no, Age of Ultron, that's just not right. Like if they had killed off Capritone in that, that'd be a, a bit of a mess, but that would be a much of, a much more impactful death. This death is going to be impactful. Uh-huh. Well, it better be. It, it better be earth-shattering, uh, you know, uh, game-changing kind of death. Because if it's not, then it's just going to be like, well, when you build up your next big bad, why would we think anything different's coming? Like, we know the heroes are going to survive. We know they'll be back. You know what I'm saying? So if you're Kevin Feige and the Russo brothers, you have to take that into in, in, into consideration, which I'm sure they did. So I'm sure whoever dies, and again, it can't be a side character. Like, if you kill Rhodey off, casual moviegoers aren't going to care. But a casual moviegoer has seen at least Iron Man and, like, the, the other two Avengers. So they'll know, like, if Stark dies or Cap dies, they'll feel it. They'll go, oh, damn, like, Stark's gone for real? But if you feel Rhodey, no, no one's really like, oh, no, Rhodey's gone. Like, no one's really going to care. <laughs> uh, so no disrespect to Don Cheadle whatsoever. It's just, like, that's like when Quicksilver died. No one cared. Like, you didn't build him up enough to where I was like, oh, my goodness. Quicksilver, like no, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't really like him throughout the movie. Didn't really want to see him pass that, so I was like, perfect, perfect guy to go. Um, Plus, Evan Peters is better. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh-huh. And you can't kill off Hawkeye mainly because you made us think he was gonna die in Age of Ultron, and he didn't. So now, if you kill him now, it feels cheap. It feels like you were looking for someone to go, and you just landed on Hawkeye. So it has to be somebody important. Um, I'm going to throw this, throw this out there, even though, um, Mark Ruffalo and Kevin Feige's, uh, statements kind of contradict it. I don't think Hulk makes it out of, uh, Avengers 4. I think Hulk is one of the, one of the main characters that dies. And I think it would affect everybody. Uh, I think the fact that Universal will never release his rights, uh, so therefore Marvel can't make, um, their own Hulk movie. I think his end of the road will be Avengers 4. I think he'll die. Um, I think we'll have Stark and Banner dead, or Cap and Banner, but Banner most definitely. Uh, Eric, you already chimed in and said you agree. Um, glad to hear that. So you, you think Banner's going to bite the bullet too? Yeah, if you look at it, again, looking at the character arc of Banner and what everything he's gone through in all these movies, he may it's a very logical choice to have him go out. I think having the Science Brothers go out would be particularly heartbreaking. You know, here are these two. They've gotten to be such great friends. You know, they've worked together. They accidentally created Ultron, you know, and they've gone through all this together, and to have them both die, that would definitely bring a tear to my eye. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the main thing is I can see it. I can see Thanos walking up to Black Widow on the ground. Um, Hulk jumps out of nowhere trying to save her, and, like, Thanos does something that, like, puts a hole through the Hulk. And, you know, uh, he he reaches out to, to Black Widow one last time, 
and, and then he dies in her arms. I could completely see that being the most poetic way they have Banner go out in. Uh, but, Leo, what do you think? Man, I, I could definitely see it because here's the thing. You got the first person, most likely Stark, is going to shake us up. That second person is going to shake up Cap, I think. Um, and it and be, it being Banner, somebody who is an original Avenger, you're splitting up the Avengers, you're bringing, you're giving, giving up, or excuse me, giving options for more members. I mean, you're bringing in Captain Marvel and you're bringing in Black Panther into the into the next big team up. So I definitely think he could be on the chopping block. Um, that would be super poetic to have a scene like that. Uh, could I see it happening strongly? May- yeah, but I don't know. He could he could always survive. Uh, Ruffalo, I don't believe Ruffalo or Feige uh, per, had said anything about it, about him dying. So I don't know if it's well, going to happen, but well, what, if it could. What I was referring to was Ruff, Ruffalo and Feige said, Ruffalo and Feige said that um, he had a three-story arc. So it would be Ragnarok, Infinity War, and then Avengers 4. That would be his three-story arc. Um, so when I heard that, I was just like, well, that kind of sounds like outside of, um, <laughs> those three movies, it doesn't really sound like there's much hope, uh, to be spread around going forward. So that's oh. what I was referring to by, uh, their, their statements kind of contradicted it a little bit. Um, that, that's what I was referring to, but yeah, I could totally see a poetic way for Hulk to go out, him reaching out to put his hand on, on Widow's hand. And then before he can do it, or as he does it, he just drops, and then that's mm-hmm. it. That's the Hulk is gone. That that would that would break that would that would tear me apart mainly because I, I love Banner. Uh, after Edward Norton uh, turned down coming back, I was just like, well, who are you gonna get that can do what he did? And then boom, Mark Ruffalo comes in, blows me away. And then seeing him in Ragnarok, I'm like, I love it. Hulk has a haircut. He talks. This is perfect. And then when I heard them say that he had a three-story arc, I was just like, that sounds like what you say about a character that you're building up to tear down. So I I could totally see it happening that way, and that would break my heart. Tony or Cap dying, I can't even think about a situation to where, you know, I I could poetically figure it out. I I just know it would tear me up inside. I'd be no more good. Um, But, guys, this has been another great episode with you guys. Uh, of top 10 um shout out to shay for coming to join us uh we had a lot of fun we have uh, our new official top 10 list for greatest dc and marvel animated movies thank you leo thank you eric and we will see you guys all same time same place next week see y'all next week good night see y'all next week peace